This is episode 568 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, December 26, 2018. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about the worst games, movies, and anime of 2018, according to me. And I'm not going to throw out a list like I did with the best of 2018. I'm just going to focus on one or two things that really stood out as not good things that I either played or watched. Uh, With movies, it'll probably be just a really quick list of things I watched and stopped watching after 15 or so minutes. And with anime... I already know what I'm going to single out, but I only watched the first episode and it was terrible, but I'll get to that. But before all of that, I want to talk about stuff I've played and watched since the last episode. I started playing Rain World and I was excited to play some Rain World. I'm playing on PS4 and after playing for about an hour, I think I'm pretty much done with the game, which is disappointing because there's a lot to like in it i think the aesthetic is really nice it looks good and the animation is really well done i think the the animation breathes life into the creatures that inhabit this world and the way it's set up uh, story-wise is that you're this cat bug creature cat snail a snail cat i don't know what you are but you have like a upper cat body and then a snaky back body like a mermaid you're a mercat whatever uh isn't that an actual animal a mercat or a mercat like the no that's not what timba simone and timba or whatever simone was the little weasel one is it a mercat maybe it is i don't know i'm not gonna look it up but the the story is set up very much so like an american tale where you were traveling with your family or whatever, and then you, in some kind of storm or something, you fall and are uh, separated from your family. So I guess you're trying to get back to them. Whatever. But you're thrown into this world, and it's a platformer, but the jumping isn't real jumping. it's It's a very small jump, and it doesn't feel that good to jump around. But you can also, you can do a weird longer jump if you crouch down and then hold the X button and then let go after a period of time. They'll do like a long, it's a a really weird system. You can also go through these sort of pipes and traverse and get higher and then crawl, uh, climb these vines i'm assuming is what they are i'm assuming there's just not rope all over the place that they're vines or something because it looks like the world has been overrun with nature and wildlife and plant life and all that so you're going through these areas trying to collect food so that you can hibernate you need to collect three to hibernate and you can store up to two extra ones for future hibernations And as far as I can tell, hibernations are basically just checkpoints. When you clear an area which takes, which is made up of multiple screens and stuff, and there are also enemies scattered throughout the areas, carnivores or or whatever, who 
will come after you and want to eat you. And watching them move around the environment is really fun and interesting because of the animation. They, they just feel alive. And they might be climbing you and they may fall on their back. And the way they turn themselves back upright and stuff like that just feels very natural and, and more organic than something that has stiff uh, pre-built animations that always look the exact same. It feels different every time. But the problem I have with the game and why I'm not probably going to go back to it is because it is very brutal. It's it's not... It, it seems to want to encourage exploration while at the same time penalizing uh, you, penalizing you for doing just that because while you have these enemies that are in these areas that you want to avoid, I'm not sure if you're going to attack them because you can pick up objects and throw them at, say, bugs to get them or like these little bat things that you get and then you can eat them and go yum, 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 yum. Um, I'm not sure if you can attack the enemies because I haven't really tried because they're usually, they're not always usually, but there's like this alligator looking thing that is, or maybe like a giant iguana lizard thing that I just don't want to mess with. But I like looking at it and the way it moves. Um, but you have to deal with those when you're going around these environments looking for food and then looking for the next place where you can hibernate, uh, the, the, the safe place to go. But in addition to all that, after a certain period of time while you're exploring these areas, if you don't get to the next hibernation point in time, it'll start raining. And it'll quickly start downpouring very, very hard. And if you walk into that downpour, you're dead. Instant death. And once the downpour starts, it won't stop. No matter what difficulty you're playing. Because there are two difficulties unlocked at the, the very beginning. Monk mode and... I think Survivor, and then there's a Hunter one which is locked from the beginning. And the Monk mode is the easier one. You know, it's more casual or whatever. But though the rain still comes, and it still doesn't stop. And when the rain comes, it starts to pour and just gets harder and harder and harder. The screen shakes and shakes more and more and more. The audio starts to build, and the and the sound just builds and builds and builds. Everything gets louder. Everything shakes more. Everything gets worse until eventually the entire screen is just covered with water, and your character drowns, and you're dead. And what makes it so frustrating when you die is that you don't start off at that in that area or anything. You start off that entire section over again from your last hibernation point. And what I find so frustrating about that is the fact that I like exploring this world and, and and seeing what is in it, but I don't feel like I can really take my time and, and look at everything because eventually the rain will come and then I'm screwed if I don't. Because if the rain comes and you're in an area and you're stuck between two things and you can't move, then you're just screwed. You can't, there's not like an, uh, another way to escape out of that area. You're just you're done. You might as well just reload and quit out because you're not going to find another way out and you just have to wait for the rain to completely envelop you and kill you. And that's really frustrating because the world is interesting and there are the cool things in it. But the game 
the way it's set up isn't encouraging me to explore. It's encouraging me to speed my way through it because if I don't, I'm going to die. And I don't like, I don't, I don't like that sensibility in this game. And I don't feel like it fits that well because the game already is not super easy and just how the enemies will come after you and all that kind of stuff and you don't have that many ways to defend yourself if you don't have an object on you or anything and the enemies will usually kill you in one shot so it's already challenging in that sense but then you throw in this timed mechanic that makes it feel somewhat like spelunky when the ghost or whatever is coming after you you just like okay i don't like that i i want a, a bit more freedom to explore uh, and not feel like I'm on the clock and have to pay attention to that as well. And so I don't, I don't think I'm going to go back to it. Maybe I will. I don't know. But a part of my lack of interest in returning to it is also the fact that I just don't like the way it feels mechanically. I'm not a huge fan of the way it feels to move around this world to kind of slug your way through the world uh, sluggishly. You slug your way sluggishly. But, you know, because you're not a cat and you're not like a worm or a snake. You're both parts. You're just kind of dragging your way across this environment. You can't jump that high. It's it's weird. I, like when you're jumping on these vines or whatever and grabbing them, you can grab them and, and go across on the bottom or you can walk along them like a tight rope. But I, I don't get any sense or consistency as to whether or not I can grab onto them. Because like if I'm jumping and then I fall and there's a vine, they're not going to grab onto it. Sometimes they do, and I'm still not sure how it works. Sometimes I felt like it would work if I held the grab item button, but that proved to not be the case. And I thought maybe if I press up or hold up when I'm doing when I'm falling, that didn't seem to work. And I, I don't know how I grab onto those things when I'm falling uh, and, and what makes it work and what doesn't which adds to the frustration and if it mechanically felt really good if it felt like ori or something like that then i would be much more inclined to deal with the frustration and the timed element and all that but the fact that it doesn't feel that great it doesn't feel terrible but it doesn't feel anywhere near as good as you know the the best platformers out there so i'm left being interested in the world and i like the look of it and i like the creatures and the animation and all that but that's not enough for me that's not enough for me to want to keep going forward with the game which is disappointing in addition to that i watched venom and it is not the worst movie i've seen this year it's a weird movie and i'm not a spider-man historian or anything i'm not i don't know that much about spider-man really i feel like i must have read some of the comics or something when i was younger because i don't remember watching the cartoon like i have knowledge of spider-man from when i was a kid and then of course i watched all the movies but i feel like there's more in there that i'm not sure of where it came from because i was a big fan of venom when i was younger but where the hell did I get that that fandom for? Anywho, I'm not sure if there was a storyline that had Venom and Eddie Brock 
like this or if they always have like the weird thing about venom is that both eddie brock and venom feel not like themselves they feel wrong they feel so one the movie is surprisingly similar to upgrade if you've seen that which i don't think enough people have seen and it is vastly superior and one of my favorite movies of the year as i said in the last episode but the similarities are that in upgrade you have this guy who got into an accident with his wife his wife was murdered he was paralyzed then he got this chip in the back of his neck and the voice came on inside of his head and the voice could control his body and, and attack for him and made him a better fighter and in his first fight he's beating the crap out of this guy and while his body is doing all these things, his face and his mind is like, what is going on? This is, I, I, I'm so sorry. I, I don't want to be doing this to you, but I can't, I'm not in control of my body right now. And then he gradually becomes more accepting of this voice and the ability it gives him and uses it to his advantage. In Venom, he gets this symbiote, Eddie Brock does. And when he gets into his first fight, Everything's just happening, and he's got this look on his face like, uh, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. I, you, you, if you just left, you know, this wouldn't be happening. And then he starts to accept Venom and then utilizes the power to his advantage. It's really weird how similar they are. But what is so weird about Venom is that at sometimes it feels like it's trying to be funny, and I don't know if it is or not. But more so is just Eddie Brock is this really sissy person. Like he, he just has no backbone anymore after he got fired from his next job and his uh, fiance left him and all this. But what's even funnier is that Venom at one point is talking about how he, he was coming here because they were going to like take over this, like the symbiotes were going to come here and, do whatever with the world. They're going to take its resources or some crap. But he's like, you know, I'm kind of liking it here now. And, uh, I, you know, I back home in, on Symbiote Planet, I'm kind of a loser. But here, I'm I'm powerful. I'm like, was Venom, did Venom really think he was a loser back home? And he's like this schlubby symbiote who, who feels like, oh, I'm actually strong here. I feel good about myself. I used to just be so down on myself back in my home planet, but now I feel much better. And they banter with each other, which is weird. And it's just, he at one point attaches to his ex-fiance and then they kiss. And that's a weird, weird scene. Um, I, I like the look of Venom, his face at least. The body is fine, I guess, but in motion, it can look a little weird. Um... It's just, uh, I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird movie, and in large part because of them, because they, they joke around with each other. It's like Venom is always talking like, "Can I eat him? Can I eat him? I must eat people. I want people." And he's talking about, "Oh, you're a parasite. I'm not a parasite. Take that back." Bah, 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 bah. I don't like this. And when they get into that first altercation, Venom is saying as. Brock is putting his hands up when these bad guys are in his house. He's like, why are you doing this? You're making us look weak. It's like, no, I'm not. This is just what you do in this kind of situation. No, no, you're making us look weak. And I'm like, what is what is this movie? Uh, and it's just weird. It's weird. I watched the whole thing. So that's saying something. It kept me at least engrossed to the point that 
I wanted to see what the hell was happening because it was just, it was weird. It was a weird thing, and I don't know what the hell to make of it. Um, there are also a few times, one in particular though, but I think a second time as well, where I'm pretty sure they redubbed a line or did some changes, and they did not get Tom Hardy to do the the the, uh, the voice work because it. And I'm I'm talking about as Eddie Brock, not Venom, because I don't know who did the voice for Venom. I like the voice for Venom, but there was some point where he said something, and I had to rewind it because I was like. That did not sound like Tom Hardy's whatever accent he's doing. Is that a New York accent? I don't know. Um, I don't know anything about New York. But whoever was talking then, I don't think it was him. But it's... I wouldn't say it's okay. I would say it's interesting in its own right. It's, but it's by no means the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, the writing can be pretty dumb and stupid, but... Compared to other things out there, that I like like what I'll mention in the worst uh, when I get to that, you know, it's not that bad, yeah. but it's not good or anything. Moving on to the worst, this and that. Oh, before that, still watching Fairy Tale, still find it very stupid. I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but my whole joyful uh, moment where. Natsu had his motion sickness cured and all that, and I was so happy. That was a temporary thing. For some reason, her healing power can't permanently make someone no longer motion sick. So, good on that. I don't know. But um, I continue to find that show to be really stupid, and it continues to make me appreciate Dragon Ball more. Every single time. The one thing I'd say that I like consistently about it is the music, but they also have the same music cue anytime the moment is supposed to be taken seriously when it's like, this is an emotional moment. This is serious time. I have never found a single serious moment in that series to ever land. I think they are all so just totally, uh, I, it never works for me. When it gets serious, I laugh at it because I'm like, I don't fucking give a shit about any. All, all these characters could die, and I wouldn't care a single bit. I would not give any shits. I'd actually be happy because that means the series is over and I don't have to keep watching it. I'm already committed, though, because uh, I'm an idiot. I mean, if it wasn't dubbed, then I would definitely not stuck with it. Making a dub makes it way easier to consume. Also, the show uses... The word, the single word, the adverb, seriously, way too much. Seriously. Seriously? They say it like that too. Everyone says it like that. Lucy especially says that a lot. But they're all like, seriously? Seriously? Seriously. It's so fucking annoying. And, yeah, just the, the word itself is annoying, but then the way they say it makes it that's the really uh, that that's the icing on on top that makes it really bad. I also played some VR stuff. I should probably mention that. I played Pi Hard Pi Hard Pi Hard Pi something arcade I think or something, and that 
wasn't fun. I find that with the move controllers, most of the time there are tracking issues and it takes me out of the experience and I don't like it and I just I just find that it's it the tracking isn't there yet to make it feel good and not have all these issues. When I hit the the button to realign it or whatever the, the wording is that never seems to work perfectly which I don't, I don't understand why um but that that arcade thing didn't feel good like i did the bowling thing and then i would when i'm in place i would press the button so that it would realign me and center everything back but then the bowling ball is out of my reach what i don't understand how this thing is set up that i can't reach the bowling ball even if i like, stretch out and like it's just weird and like doing bowling or ski ball or anything, it doesn't feel natural doing the the basketball shooting. It's I didn't feel like me I could actually shoot like I do. Like it, it wouldn't track me actually shooting. Um so I don't know. I don't know. I also tried sprint vector, but it wouldn't let me just try the game. It, it wanted to push me in the tutorial and I don't know if it just wasn't tracking me pointing in that like anytime i'm using the move controllers it almost feels it almost always feels terrible the one part where it didn't feel bad was with the london heist demo thing in, in playstation worlds vr worlds i think i think that's what it's called the one where you have the gunplay and you're robbing the thing and then you're in the car chase that was pretty cool it has a terrible intro that lasts way too long and it's like I don't know, it's like ten minutes of just dialogue and story that I don't care about, and everyone's talking to me, and I have this lighter and this cigar next to me, and then there's a cell phone and earpiece, and I just for ten minutes or whatever while these people were talking to me, I would just keep picking that up and throwing it at them or throwing it off the table, and it would reappear because it's like no, you need this for something. He asked me to light a cigarette. I was like fuck no, I'm not doing this. I tried to burn his finger. I lit his finger on fire. He didn't react. That really disappointed me. I'm like I'm lighting your finger on fire react but the gunplay felt good uh using the move controllers to reload the weapon that felt good it worked every single time it was really cool that when you're robbing this space the guard comes and it's like you know duck behind the table you can actually duck all the way down to the floor and see under the table the the little space between the table and the legs um the fact that you can get that low and see the guard from under the table was really cool. I, I really enjoyed that one. That one was a fun experience that utilized the 3D space well. And the tracking was good, so I, I like that. But I don't think any other VR game that I played with the motion controllers felt that good. I, I played, I forget what it was called, the like music making game that's uh, not, not electronauts or something but the one where you have a, like a bass track and then you can change like here's the background uh effects and here's this track this one it doesn't seem to be a game just like a music maker and i think it like involves conducting the the the, the key art for it but then other than that did i play anything else no it was mostly, I was just messing around since I had the move controls and I was like, oh, they're actually still charged. 
I'll, I'll mess around with some of those things this time. Uh, that, 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 that was pretty much it. Da, 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 I think. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I still need to try out Astro Boy. And of course, the, the killer app that I need to get my hands out at some point is Beat Saber. You know, if that one, tracking-wise, has no issues... That could, that could be the game that makes me really appreciate VR because I love music. I like the music in it. The footage I've seen looks really cool. And I've heard nothing but great things. So I really need to pick that up at some point. But, uh, yeah. It's hard It's hard to pay full price for a game. Even though it's only 30 bucks, I believe. It's just hard to pay full price for a game when... All the platforms have these big sales going on and there are other VR games or whatever games that I'm also interested in that are currently on sale first that's with some of them, you know, up to 75% off or whatever. It's hard to spend money on a full price game when all these discounted games that I also want to play are there. Um, and yeah, uh, whatever. Also, my mild opinion of vr also doesn't help with beat saber in general but uh moving on to my worst of 2018 25 minutes into the show <laughs> it's gonna be the title for the show and people listening are gonna be like when the when the hell is he gonna get to the the the, the worst what is going on what is going on so with games the worst game of the year for me is by far Pass Cure. I fucking hate that game so much. I played the whole thing, and that's part of why I hate it so much, because I stuck with it. And the only reason why I stuck with it is because I committed, like an idiot, to play through the whole game and record all of it and post it on YouTube, and you could watch it all there. I think it's broken up into 12 videos that are about a half hour each or so. It's just a, a terrible sci-fi stealth action game that is like a very 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 bad version of quantum break somewhat similar because you can mess around with time and stuff like that but there's a there's way more stealth in it than i thought there was going to be which if i knew that no way in hell would I have ever committed to a playthrough. The action feels terrible. It looks like shit. The story is garbage. The writing is trash. The voice acting is horrible. Everything about it is just the worst. It is a piece of crap. If you see it on sale for five bucks, don't do it. It's not funny good. And I think where it could have been funny good would have been if there were no stealth mechanics and, the, and these like horror element things where... If you get seen, you're pretty much screwed or stuff like like any game that has stealth is asking for trouble. And Pass Cure asked for way too much trouble. And it got it. It got a whole lot of trouble. But but Pass Cure is definitely the worst game I played this year. By far. There might be some other games that maybe I played for 15, 30 minutes and I was like, I'm already done with this, but having play through the entirety of past cure and it only getting worse as time passed it, it is definitely the worst thing i played all year and if you're at all interested in checking it out 
watch the videos on YouTube. You can watch my playthrough. It's in its own playlist or whatever, past your playthrough. I think there's amusement to be found there because you can hear, and especially some of these, me just losing my mind. I think also there was an episode where I skipped through about, there's like me fast forwarding through 20 to 40 minutes of footage because I thought the game saved for me at a point and then I had to redo and then almost an entire level because I found out that where I quit out and thought it was saving my checkpoints at was almost the end of that area. And I don't think it saves any checkpoints between levels. And it's it's the fucking worst. It is so dare terrible. Terrible. It is so terrible. Um, in addition to that, my most disappointing game of the year is State of Decay 2. Because I adored State of Decay. It was my game of the year for that year. It is my favorite zombie game of all time. I was lucky enough to not really have many technical issues when I played through it. And I played it for probably 50 plus hours on 360 and i played a little bit of it again on xbox one but i love that game and the way storytelling worked in it and how it just gave you this very very minor narrative thing this okay you're this and you're you're this person you can also play as these other people but you're just trying to get to this area and escape it's just you know it's point a to point b that's the story Everything that happens in between on your journey to get there is your own story. Everyone has their own story playing it. And I love that. And I feel like 2 tried too much, especially in the beginning, because I didn't get that far. Maybe it changed. But in the beginning, it tried too much to put in, to weave in more of a story and a narrative with these characters who like some are brother and sister or whatnot and maybe a relationship or whatever and they get sick one of them gets sick you have to go find this thing to save them and all this you don't have to save them i'm pretty sure but they throw all this crap at you in the beginning and i really just wanted the game to open up and be like okay the you know all shit all hell is broken loose zombies exist and whatnot here, you're, you found this safe place. Go find other people. Bring them home. Build it up. Collect resources. Get to here so you can escape. And that's fine. They, It just felt like they were trying to add a bunch of stuff that I don't think the majority of State of Decay fans really wanted. As opposed to just taking that formula that was in the first game that was rough and and, and you know buggy and all that stuff and just refining the hell out of it and making the gunplay and the combat and all that feel better like they should have just taken what was in state of decay and made it 10 times better just make state of decay again but make it look better make it feel better make it run better do all that you know make the base building more complex or just add more elements to it and stuff like this like you can add stuff there but it just felt like they wanted to make it bigger when I at least just wanted them to make it better. And, you know, they could they could have made it bigger in some aspects, but I feel like they chose the wrong areas of the game to expand upon, and, and that was really disappointing. Movie-wise, I don't think there was anything from this year that I hated, which is... Different from, say, last year where I fucking hated Mother. I hate that movie so much. And 
I really was off put by I think a killing of a sacred deer, which I, I was not a fan of the the choice of the 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 acting choice that the I assume director made for the movie is like I want y'all to act this way. I'm like this feels really out of place and it, it feels weird and I, I don't think it works. But this year there were a lot of movies that I just gave up on after fifteen to thirty minutes, like The Meg, Hurricane Heist, Rampage, Skyscraper, probably others as well. Those are the ones that jump out of me right away that I had no expectations for, or I had really low expectations for, but was hoping with all of them that they would be dumb fun. I was really hoping that at least a few of them, or one of them at the very least, would be dumb fun. But with every single one of them, they were just dumb. None of them were fun. Rampage was like, what's surprising is that this movie, Rampage, which is about giant animals. There are animals becoming giant. It's it's you know different from the game. It's not people turning into animals and then becoming giant. But these giant animals and they destroy Chicago. Because every fucking thing has to have Chicago being destroyed. The Transformers movies, they destroy Chicago. Everyone wants to destroy Chicago. Whatever. Which I didn't get to because I didn't even bother. I could have fast forwarded. I didn't want to. Um, but it's amazing that a movie like that with that premise was so boring and stupid like there's this part where i think the rock wants to fist bump with his albino gorilla and she gives him like the cold what is it? is it the cold it's not the cold finger the cold what is that saying the cold shoulder she's like it's like no but then i think she does it or they like go back and forth way too many times of him or of her of her not doing it. I think it's a lady. She's a lady. Oh, 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 she's a lady. But it's amazing that a movie like that could be as boring as it was. Skyscraper was just stupid. It was just a really, really dumb, dumb movie. And absolutely no fun. The Meg had maybe the worst writing of any movie I watched 15 minutes of, 20 minutes of this year. It was just really bad, and I couldn't take any more of it because it wasn't, oh, my God, this is so bad, it's good. It was just, no, this is bad, bad, bad. Hurricane Heist was, again, poorly written, of course, and not in a good way, and just really stupid. Um, and then... I have to give a special shout out to Solo, which I think is a very boring movie. I found that to be very, very boring. But I, I have to give it a special shout out for being the one movie this year I walked out of uh, back in the glory days of Movie Pass. I didn't pay for it, so I felt fine walking out of it about an hour in because I was bored out of my mind. I think the main actor who plays Han Solo, young Han Solo, has absolutely no charisma. And I did not enjoy watching him in the role. And while, sure, Lano was fine and, and, and other characters were fine as well, but they weren't great. Nobody stood out and said, watch me. This is going to be a good time. I kind of like the android a bit or the robot. Um, and But I watched the rest of it later on. And it just, none of it, it, it the second half 
didn't make up for the first half. It wasn't like the second half was really fun because Lando was in and out. No, it was still really fucking boring. Um, and that's pretty much it movie-wise that I can think of. Like I said, nothing was so bad that it actively made me somewhat angry. At least nothing that I watched. Maybe if I watched something, there could have been a chance for that. Um, but, yeah. Like, I think if I if I went out and saw that new Sherlock Holmes movie with Will Ferrell and John C. Reilly, I feel like that I could actively hate. It just looks so terrible. And when I was at uh, over at my mom's for Christmas, my uncle was like, this looks funny. And he's, whatever, what is he? 60-something, probably, early 60s. And he's like, it must just be a generational thing. I feel like younger generations like this because younger generations like Step Brothers, and they're probably like, it's Step Brothers again, Bob with Sherlock Holmes. Step Brothers is a shit movie. I'm sorry to break it to all you people. Step Brothers, not funny. It's stupid crap. It's not good. Do I, why do I want to watch a movie about these two assholes? They're pieces of shit, and they're not funny. There's there's one good scene in it that I really like. It is the part where they decide to become best friends. Because I love the way John's, uh, John C. Riley says that. Do we just become best friends? Yep. The way he says yep. Um, that's funny. Because John C. Riley is wonderful. Will Ferrell. I, I like Will Ferrell when he's taking on more serious roles. When it comes to comedies... I feel like there are only a few that I actually like. I like the first Anchorman, I think. It's been a while since I've watched that. And I think Talladega Nights is good. I enjoy Talladega Nights, but like that Blades of Fury thing, nah, old school, nah. I, what other things has he been in? Nah, nah, nah. Um, so there's that. And then when it comes to anime, first, let me just say the Junji Ito collection is horrible. I hate it. And I just want to bring that up because, one, I think it is good, bad, or bad, good. It is bad, but enjoyable for how bad it is and how stupid it is. And I don't know if any of those stories are supposed to be scary. None of them are. They're all silly, stupid, ridiculous nonsense. But the reason why I want to bring it up, because also it looks terrible. It, just, it looks really bad. But the reason why I bring it up, because it was the series where my review of it, and this is the first time it has ever happened. It hasn't happened since. But it was the first time a negative review from me led to someone telling me I should go kill myself, which made me feel very special. Uh, especially since of all the things for me, to have uh, an opinion about that someone doesn't like to such a strong degree that they say that. I wasn't expecting it to be with the Junji Ito collection because I don't think it was the most popular series. I don't know how many people watched it, but I guess the fans of his are rabid fans and they will not take no shit from no one. Any shit, go kill yourself. But by far the worst anime I saw all year and I only watched the first episode because I hated it so much. It was Magical Girl Sight on Amazon. I still kind of want to watch the whole thing to just see if the first episode is indicative of the entire series. If it, if it follows down that path. Because 
the first episode of Magical Girl Side is one of, if not the nastiest, cruelest, meanest, mean, just so mean-spirited things I've ever seen. It's just such a disgusting, horrible, horrible first episode. It is terrible. And if you just, I honestly, I hate it, but I think if you have Amazon Prime and you watch anime every now and again and you're curious to just, it's worth watching if you're, if you have a strong stomach for cruelty and all that kind of stuff. Cause it is, it is awful. I, I watched it and the whole time I watched it, I'm like, what, what, why, why, what is the point of any of this? And why is it, go, it keeps going and going? The entire episode is that way. And I was I was blown away by how fucking awful the whole thing was. Um, but that really stands out as just this terrible thing. I think Goblin Slayer is terrible. It's this season. Some people want to say it's a parody. I don't fucking know what the hell they're talking about. It takes itself way too seriously. If it is a parody... It doesn't know what a parody is because it fucking is no, in no way a parody. It's not funny. It's not making fun of the genre or anything. It is just shit. It takes itself really seriously and it's garbage. It is garbage. You, If you want good trash, watch Killing Bites. Killing Bites is delightful trash about these humans who can turn into animals. And of course, the guys can turn into the full animal form. And the girls, they can turn into partial forms where you can still see their big boobs and their butts and all that stuff. Uh, but it, <laughs> Kill Me Bites is a fun, good, silly, stupid show. I enjoyed it for what it was. And I think it knows what it is. Um, but Magical Girl Side and Goblin Slayer are terrible. And then Gege no Kitaro is a show I was really hot on when it first started and then it just it's just going on far too long it's it's dragging its feet in the mud at this point and the character of Ratman, who is way too prominent in the series is very annoying is often the one who leads to the issues they're having and i fucking hate him he's he is such a downer a downer is not right he's just incredibly annoying and really takes away a lot from the show because I hate his look. I hate that type of character design. He's got an annoying voice. He's an annoying character. Every time he's on screen, I just hate the show. I don't want to watch it. And he's on it way too much. But um, I think that is it for anime. And that means it's it for this here episode. Went longer than I was expecting. In part because I didn't get to the actual episode episode really until 25 minutes in but once again i'm your host marcus Nez. y'all can find me on twitter instagram xbox live shut me up and you can find me pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelated sausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and attack the backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play apple Podcasts, and spotify and if you'd like to watch this here show or attack the backlog in video form you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and check them both out over there you can also watch some anime reviews and other videos every now and again uh, so do that if you want if you like uh art and want to check out some of mine 
which is very colorful and a little bit crazy at times. You can go over to pxsart.com and check it out there if you see something you like. Click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that away. And as always, I will now end the show with... <laughs>